How's it going, everybody? Here to sort of add on to the podcast I did a few days ago about Ryan Johnson and Variety and everything. So I guess some more has come out from that same Variety article, or Empire article. And um, um, basically, Ryan Johnson has basically said that his heart would be broken if he wasn't able to come back to the sandbox of Star Wars. And I've I've watched a few people talk talk about this and give the give their perspective and um I think people are thinking way too critically uh and way too hard about this. Um you know, for instance, and and I'm going to and I'm going to throw Star Wars theory under the bus. I normally try not to do this, but since he is the biggest Star Wars channel on YouTube right now. You can find his video where he talks about this very easily. But he has a problem with Ryan Johnson using the term sandbox when it comes to Star Wars. Because theory feels like Star Wars has like a set of rules that you have to abide by to work in it. That it's not just easy as saying there's spaceships and lightsabers and all the stuff. Like you just don't do certain things with it. And while I agree with theory to a point, and I understand, I understand where he's coming from, but I feel like he's taking what Ryan Johnson is saying way too seriously. Like, I don't think Ryan Johnson literally just views Star Wars as a sandbox. I think more or less what he's saying is there's so much you can do in this world that George Lucas has created. There's so much fertile ground in the Star Wars universe it would be a shame if he didn't come back to get to play in this world you know um, ever again you know I think that is what he was saying I think Ryan Johnson more than a lot of people realize understands that you just can't do anything with Star Wars and like Theory points out in his own video himself remember everyone Especially those of you that might be listening that are The Last Jedi haters. Remember, it wasn't like Lucasfilm came to him to do episode 8. He went to them because he had his trilogy in mind that he wanted to do. And that's when Kathleen Kennedy said, Oh, well, yeah, maybe we'll do that someday, but why don't you do episode 8? So, Johnson wasn't even trying to do episode 8. That was a Kathleen Kennedy decision, you know? Johnson wanted to do his trilogy. So that is the interesting dynamic that I don't feel like a lot of people talk about enough is... Ryan Johnson... Like, here here is the set of events. Ryan Johnson has idea for Star Wars trilogy. Ryan Johnson approaches Lucasfilm about doing trilogy. Kathleen Kennedy tells him, maybe one day, but hey, how about you do episode 8? Ryan Johnson agrees. Ryan Johnson makes episode 8. Ryan Johnson gets panned for episode 8. And who knows whether his trilogy is ever get made at all. Like, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair. You know? Like, I... Here's how I'm feeling. And, and, And remember... This is coming from somebody who... The Last Jedi is my second favorite Star Wars film of all time. It goes Empire Strikes Back, The Last Jedi for me. And this is coming from me, okay? 
I still think the jury is out on Johnson when it comes to Star Wars. Because even though I love The Last Jedi, what I am more interested about is what is this original story he has. Like, think of it like the Hobbit trilogy for Peter Jackson after doing Lord of the Rings. I know the Hobbit trilogy is really, really divisive. So I kind of view The Last Jedi how, you know, how The Hobbit is for people. Whereas, you know, we don't know what Johnson's idea is for his original trilogy. I say, let him make his trilogy. Let him make his three films. And then at the end of those three films, we all as Star Wars fans go, oh yeah, no, this dude just doesn't know what he's doing. Well, at that point, absolutely. Johnson should never touch Star Wars again. But, alternatively, if... As a whole Star Wars community, I'm not talking about indiv- individually, but as a collective group of fans, if we're lukewarm or warm on it, well, yeah, it shows that he had a, he had he had a good idea, you know. And maybe we don't like every single thing that he did, but it's like, bro, this guy actually knew what he was doing. Versus, yeah, I mean, if he makes his trilogy. And at the end of it, we go, oh, that's garbage. Yeah, no. Well, then, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know that it's fair to judge him by... Because, again, and I don't think... Even Star Wars theory, I don't think understands just how much his hands were tied by the sequel trilogy. You know? Which is why I'm such a big fan of The Last Jedi. Not only were his hands tied so much but he was able to come up with the story that he came up with in spite of being put in the position that he was in as a writer and director um and i'm not saying that you have to like come to my side and and see my way of seeing things absolutely have your own opinion you know um but but that's just kind of how i view things and so i agree look um Look, because I'll be the first one to say, too, I've said this for years. My favorite director is Christopher Nolan. I think I would die if it was ever announced that Christopher Nolan was going to do some Sith-related movie. For me, I always say Vader. Like, I want him, like, after Revenge of the Sith, but before the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I want to see Christopher Nolan make a Darth Vader movie about him... When Anakin is still wrestling, when it is when he's not quite Vader in his prime yet, when he is still wrestling with himself, maybe just after the events of Lords of the Sith, if you've read that book, but not quite, you know, somewhere in between Lords of the Sith and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is where I would like it set, you know, or hell, even just have Nolan adapt Lords of the Sith. By Paul S. Kemp. Even that would be just fucking phenomenal. That's what I want to see. But alternatively, you know who else is a favorite director of mine? Who is really divisive? Tim Burton. I love Tim Burton. But there is only one kind of Star Wars movie that I could think of that I think Tim Burton would do a good job job at. And that's if they wanted to do Mara with the Gungans, I think Tim Burton would make a great Gungan movie. I don't know why. I just do. Like, seeing what he did with Alice in Wonderland and seeing what he did with Dumbo 
and things like that. And even though there was a lot of things I didn't like about Dumbo, his sensibilities, like, I think he would make a great movie about the Gungan people. I think it would be really whimsical and cute, but also dark and fun and everything you would kind of want in a Star Wars movie. But outside of that idea, yeah, I don't know that Tim Burton would be great for Star Wars. You can't just... Just because someone is a good director, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work for every kind of universe, you know? Um, I think the directors that work best for Star Wars are going to be the directors that are more in line with a Denis Villeneuve, a Christopher Nolan, a Andy Muschietti, a um, even J.J. Abrams on paper. Sounds like a really good idea. Orion Johnson, those are the directors that are going to work best for this kind of franchise. The directors that really get into the meat of things and the mythology and they take their time and they are true storytellers. Like even, oh, I forget his first name. Is it Alexander? Inaruto, who did um, The Revenant and things like that. He would be a great director for Star Wars. But, you know, you can't just pluck everybody. You know, you can't, you know. Um, so I don't know, you know, but I think the jury is still out on Johnson. Like, I feel like we have a a sample size. Like if I had to pick a side, I feel like we've gotten a a big enough sample size for Johnson to say that I feel pretty comfortable in saying, I think his trilogy would knock it out of the park after seeing Knives Out, after seeing Looper, after seeing, you know, uh, his very first movie ever, Brick. I haven't seen the Brothers Bloom yet. But after seeing, you know, The Last Jedi, I think it's safe to say, yeah, give him an original story to work with. I think this guy would knock it out of the park. I'm not worried. But I also have to be honest and say, I don't know that for sure. I'm not at all going to ever say that I know that for sure. He could come out, do his original trilogy, and I could be one of the first people that comes out at the end going, well, that was disappointing. But we don't know that yet. And that's the point. We don't know that yet. Let's at least get that that first movie and see where he's trying to take things, you know? You know, if, you know, like I don't know, like I am so here for a Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy. An original story that has nothing to do with fucking Luke Skywalker anything or Boba Fett anything or Jabba the Hutt anything about characters that are brand new to this world. That's what got me so excited about 789 was the idea that we're going to get Ray and Finn and Poe and have all these new characters that don't really have anything to do with the other characters, you know? But we're going to get new stories with them. And I think what's been a shame about the handling of the sequel trilogy is we're back to the same old, same old, which is what none of us wanted. We didn't want any of this. We, like, we want Bad Batch because we like Dave Filoni. We want Obi-Wan Kenobi because we love Ewan McGregor as the character, right? But we don't want to rehash old things. We want more stuff with Finn. We want more stuff with Rey, in theory. We want things that we haven't gotten before. And they've just completely dropped the ball on that because they're fucking pussies. And they don't know what they're doing with their own franchise. It's like, bro, like, chart a course and steamboat ahead bro like figure out what you want to do don't worry about how the public is gonna 
As long as you know the plan in place, that's all that matters. You know? But give us new Star Wars. New. New Star Wars. The the way that Lucasfilm needs to handle Star Wars moving forward is they need to do half and half. You know? I'm sure as a production company, they have to be aware about how much money they're spending each year. So I don't know how they divvy all that up. So I could be completely off the bat. But let's say, on average, you want to have six TV shows a year and two movies, right? Okay. We'll have one movie be a movie that appeases the fans that want new Star Wars stuff and one movie that is kind of in the world of familiarity. There you go. Fixes that problem. And then, same with the shows. Have three shows continuing a, a story with brand new characters. And then you can have three legacy shows, like a Boba Fett show, or a Jabba the Hutt show, or whatever, you know? You can do both, but choosing one over the other is never going to appease everybody. That's the beautiful thing about Star Wars, is it should be a sandbox that everything is being utilized, and it's not. You know? That's why it was such a dumb idea for them to stop doing Star Wars story movies because of the reaction to Solo. It's like, no Bob Iger, no Kathleen Kennedy, no Lucasfilm, no Disney. We aren't upset because it's so, because we don't want Solo films. We're upset because we don't want Solo. This movie was mediocre at best. Was it fun in places? Absolutely. But it is mediocre at best. And that is nothing against the entire crew. Amelia Clark and Alden Ehrenreich and and Woody Harrelson and everybody else that was a part of the movie. Paul Bettany. Everyone was fucking fantastic. They acted their asses off. It's not them. It's the story. It's like the story is boring. The story is mediocre. That's why this movie failed. We told you long way before you were in production for it. We don't want this. And you guys barreled ahead anyways and now you're using it against the fans that's why we are upset even somebody like me who is more pro disney than other people even i am going no this is why we're upset this is why we're upset you're not listening to us and look that doesn't mean that i think that we as fans should be listened to all the time but in certain things like this it's like no do star wars stories i really dude when Del Toro came out, when well, uh, Wilmo Del Toro came out and said that he approached Kathy Kennedy about doing a fucking Job of the Hut gangster movie, greenlight that thing tomorrow. Are are you kidding me? Like what time? Like what time period are we talking about? Are we talking about like early days, like prequel? Or are we talking about like in between three and four? Are we talking about like original trilogy era, like? Like, what time period? Because I would say yes, yes, yes to it all. A Job of the Hud gangster movie. Are you fucking kidding me? You're talking about we could get, like, a Goodfellas in Star Wars? Or a Godfather in Star Wars? Hell yes. Hell yes. Like, why is that not being made? So, you know, it's just... They just don't know what they're doing. They, they, they're not listening to the fans. And they don't understand the... To use the 
to use the term that Ryan Johnson said, they don't even understand the sandbox that they have. So, you know, um, look, I've said this for a while now, and I wish more Star Wars fans would understand this sentiment, but it's like, look, Disney doesn't know what they're doing with Star Wars, all right? George Lucas selling Disney on paper was sounded like a great idea, but in actuality, I think it's one of the worst things to ever happen. Because nobody there, including Kathleen Kennedy, knows what the fuck they're doing. So, you know, that being the case, we've got to adjust our expectations. We are always going to be disappointed with what they are going to be giving to us. Until someone there wisens up and realizes the situation. Until someone wakes up over there, we're, we're doomed. So, that doesn't mean that you should just be okay with being spoon-fed crap. However, it's like I always say, and I will say this until I'm on my deathbed. And that's, Star Wars, Star Wars is Star Wars. Right? Like, it's like, I, like ice cream is ice cream. Sure, I like certain flavors better than others, but it's all ice cream. I fucking love it all, because I like ice cream. That's kind of how I feel about Star Wars. Yeah, my favorite flavors may be bubblegum and vanilla and cookies and cream and things like that. The more kind of bland sort of kind of flavors. But hey, I ain't going to say no to some Rocky Road. I ain't going to say no to some some strawberry. I ain't going to say no. To some other flavors, you know, it's all ice cream. It just means that might not be what I want myself, but it doesn't mean I ain't gonna eat it up. And that's kind of how I feel about Star Wars. It's like, look, was Obi Wan the greatest thing ever? No, should have been, but it wasn't. Was Boba Fett a disappointment? One hundred percent. But you know what? It's still fucking Star Wars. So, at the end of the day, I'm still gonna enjoy it at least a little bit. You know, because it's Star Wars. It's ice cream. And that's the approach I think more people need to take, you know. Or just walk away. If you can't do that, then just walk away from Star Wars, you know. Because otherwise you're going to keep yourself in this state of disappointment and being angry. And it's just not healthy, you know. Learn how to walk away from toxic things in your life, you know. If you can't manage your expectations, then just just... Get, just, just walk away, you know? Um, and I know that's easier said than done because I know Star Wars is different than a lot of things. For a lot of people, this is their religion. This is something that they live by. This is a thing that has been passed down through generations of family and things. I get it. It's not easy to just say, just walk away from it. But you can understand what I'm saying, though, you know? It's like, if it really is that detrimental to you, then maybe just don't be a Star Wars fan anymore, you know? And I'm not saying that lightly, but, you know, for me, I've just learned I gotta put a cap on my expectations, you know? Until I start recognizing that, oh, there are some people here now that know what they're doing, you know? Um, I mean, look, if Kathleen Kennedy wasn't there and there was somebody there that better understood Star Wars... I even think Filoni and Favreau would approach their shows differently than they would, than they have been. I think even Filoni 
and Favreau are a little bit... Uh, I think their their hands are tied more than they would want them to be, you know? Um, I think the only way that Star Wars gets better into a place where more fans are happy is if there's somebody like a Filoni or a Favreau in charge that understands the world and the mythology and things like that and understand what fans want. Because I would argue that Filoni and Favreau do want the same things that that we do as as fans but it's not just as simple as they want the same things as us as fans they understand why we want the things that we want so even if they understand why we can't get certain things as fans they know how to give us what we want but in different ways because they understand where that desire comes from whereas Kathleen Kennedy doesn't Kathleen Kennedy is a suit you know Um, and a suit is never going to understand you know, you've got to have that person that is a balance of a suit and a creative, you know, which is what I think made Bob Iger so special when he was a part of Disney, even though he made some bad decisions with Star Wars himself. But I think if Iger had been able to, if Iger wasn't ready to leave, you know, and he stayed on longer, I think Iger would have righted the ship when it comes to Star Wars. I really do. I think the reason we've seen Star Wars get so much worse is because of Chapek and Kathleen Kennedy being involved, being involved, you know? I think Iger would have brought the axe down on Kennedy if she didn't make certain adjustments. I really do, you know? Um, Because as much as, yes, Kennedy made... Disney billions of dollars because Star Wars made billions of dollars I think Iger also understood the importance of keeping fans happy at least to a certain extent and you know if Kennedy didn't get with the program I think I think he would have you know I think he would have gotten rid of her whereas Bob Chapek is a money guy and an advertising guy and all he cares about is the bottom line course he's going to keep Kennedy on more you know um but bringing it back to Johnson I I think I think Johnson should get another shot with his own trilogy and I think if he didn't that would be a shame that's just me thanks for listening guys